0: Hi, I'm Adam Walker, and this is Tech Talk Y'all. I'm joined here today at Prototype Prime by Jeff Hillemeyer.
1: How's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming back.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I thought the first would be the last, so <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess not enough people uh, quit the show after I was on.
0: Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do to run people off, right? <laughs> so uh, so Sanjay's out of town, and, and, and Jeff is my uh, compadre here, and uh, we're going to talk about some really fun stuff. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how much Delta might pay you for your seat, Uh, some interesting, crazy wireless phone charging technology that's coming down the pipe, the new Samsung Galaxy S8, Apple has uh, some self-driving technology they're thinking about, it looks like, and the most insane tech juicer imaginable that I'm going to talk about at the very end of this episode, and I'm really excited about because, well, it's just shocking stuff. So uh, let's get started here. Uh, So Delta... They're going to pay you more if you want to give up your seat or potentially pay you more, right? Yeah, I wonder why
1: this is coming out in the news right now.
0: I haven't the foggiest idea why this might come out. It's super (laughs) weird. So apparently, you know, before, there's like two levels. There's like the gate person level, then there's a manager level, and they could already pay, I think, a pretty decent amount of money. I think the article said like $2,000 for a seat. But now they've raised the rate, and I think a manager now is able to give you $9,950 to give up your seat, I'm astounded by that. That is nuts. That, that's super crazy. <laughs> like, listen, can I just like we're we're gonna fly soon? I think you and I together. We are. Can I just like go there with my hand raised and a sign that says I will give up my seat for any amount of cash? Like, was that will that work? Because I'll take like 500 bucks to be great. Like, yeah. especially almost 10,000. Yeah,
1: except we need to get to where we're going. That's so probably true. Yeah, that's maybe that's maybe the not, same problem. Maybe not this else.
0: trip. Well, maybe next trip. You know, and, and this was also interesting in the article too. It says apparently you can bid. For how much money you're willing to give up your seat for before you get to the gate? Did you know this? No, I had no idea. You've now, flown a
1: ton. Yeah, you you I, you've definitely been to the airport when they start um saying, hey, does anyone want to you know bounce to the next flight? We'll give yeah. you a, a free extra flight or companion right. or something like that. I've not ever heard them you know doling out cash uh, or letting you bid.
0: <laughs> according to this article, it says, and I quote: through an electronic bidding system. During check-in online or at an airport kiosk, and apparently it's it's referring to the fact that you can bid how much you would need to give up your seat. Hmm. That's amazing to me. Like I'm just going to start bidding. Like I just want three. <laughs> I just want three grand. Like just listen, three grand to do it. Maybe maybe fifteen hundred. Yeah. We'll be good. Like you know. Good luck. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm not going to get anywhere. It's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that, that was fascinating stuff. I thought so. This next one is it's kind of falls into the category of this is technology that Disney is working on. I'm sure other people are as well. And this is where the future's going. This is where we're going to go. So Disney's working on a technology, and the name of this technology is amazing. It's called Volumetric Wireless Power for Livable Spaces. Mm. And basically, that's really catchy, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it sounds, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I I have a feeling Sanjay knows exactly what that means, (laughs) and I have no idea what that
0: means. Yeah, I think that would really go good on a sticker, you know, like that's good marketing, like it's a good brand for a sticker. It's got a good ring to it. I need it, yeah, (laughs) it's got a ring to it. So what this means is that they are creating a technology that where when you walk into a room that has this volumetric wireless power for livable spaces in it, your phone will automatically begin charging. Mm. Like you don't have to set it on a surface. You don't have to plug it in. You don't have to do any of those things. Like it's just the power is in the air.
1: Mm, that sounds healthy.
0: <laughs> to the, sounds- the Human body. <laughs>
1: When you told me about this, I asked you and you said that they swear that it is as safe as can be.
0: It says, uh, quoting from the article, researchers ran simulations to prove that it's safe to transmit 1.9 kilowatts of electricity, which is enough to power up to 320 USB powered devices. That's a lot of power. That is. They're saying you can transmit all of that through the air safely <laughs> who, for humans. Who
1: is this they that said <laughs> that it's so safe? Is it the company that
0: <laughs> built the technology? The, well, it's, uh, listen, the people that built the technology, they're the ones that you're, are trustworthy to tell you if it's oh, safe yeah, always, yeah, right? Like, yeah, like they've no, there's no bias there. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, we can trust everything they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I think I think it may be it wasn't the EPA. There was some uh, governmental agency that more or less says like this amount in, of electricity in the air is safe. I'm still not so sure I believe that and I'm not so sure that I'd want to like drop one of those devices in my house and like live with it for 20 years because I think I might like have an extra hand growing out of my elbow or something. But, (laughs) you know, this is where we're going. I mean, down the road, we'll walk into Prototype Prime where we're recording this and our our phones will start charging. Yeah. Maybe it's 10 years off, but it's going to
1: happen. I believe it. I believe it. I've always thought I think that all the wires that we live with in our lives, you know, even keyboard wires, all that stuff, power cords, you know, we'll look back. Our kids will look back and go. You guys were slobbed. <laughs> everywhere. Like, it's nuts. We had to show like, uh, some, uh, <laughs> and you need dongles now. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's
0: too much. Uh, speaking of which, there's a really good video about dongles I'll have to show you later. Anyway, the, I'll share it in the, the in family the show. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, that was super interesting. So, talking about new, super interesting technology, Jeff.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, I just got the Galaxy Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. It is the newest. Android phone available came out a week ago, and it's my move back to Android. So I was on um, From iOS, iOS back for to Android for a couple of years because Dragon Army was focused more on iOS a couple right. years ago. So yeah, no, it's good to be back, and the phone is pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know if you've you've seen it. Yet I, uh, I saw much. the screen. Like, yeah. so what's
0: fascinating to me about this phone is that that kind of like, uh, they call it the Infinity screen or something? It like, wraps to the edge, right? And what's so crazy is like the screen is bigger than the screen on my iPhone, but the form factor of the phone is actually smaller. Slimmer, yeah. Like significantly Mm -hmm. slimmer. How's it, is it, does it feel different like in your pocket? Like do you feel like It it feels skinnier. It feels skinnier, like you're holding less phone.
1: Yeah, it's like the same height or maybe even a little bit more, but the width on the screen is bigger, but it's slimmer for sure. So the screen is beautiful. It's super powerful, um, which I haven't been able to test too much, but apparently you can buy a dock and you can walk into your- you know, your office and just dock your phone and have it connected to a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse. And it is also your computer. What? No, pretty pretty crazy. I, you know, a phone connected to a monitor. Yeah. Great. But it's, you know, it's got its own OS for desktop. Um, Oh my gosh. And you know, here's the thing I like the most about it. I've tried non-stock Android devices before, which really means like a Samsung puts all their garbage bloatware on top of Android and it really sucks it up. This so far, it, I had heard that they did less of it and it seems that way. So it's, really? it's not buggy. It's smooth. So you haven't had to it, hack it yet? It's good. Yeah. Okay. So the Android on it's great. The camera's phenomenal, you know, but every, every single new phone screens are better and, pho- and yeah. cameras are better and everything, but. And did so I, far, so good.
0: Did I see that they they still they're still going with the one camera, not like the dual camera, like the new Apple is, but the software still like is able to do all kinds of cool stuff with it. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. a lot of people have been hitting on them because they didn't do the dual camera. I think that's cool, but you can still what What's really cool is I can take a picture of you and have the background blurred, but then when I go and look at the photo, I can switch and make you blurred in the background.
0: See, that's cool. It's pretty awesome. That's, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. and then uh, you
1: know I also got the uh, the Samsung Gear VR. Okay, so this thing's made to be also a VR headset. Nice. So I just fired that up last night, and and it's pretty spectacular. Is too. it? So yeah. Did
0: you bring it with here so I can test I it out? I did
1: not. I'm super because you have that. work to do after this. So. Uh, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> that, hours would be gone. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of it. I'm, I'm psyched about it.
0: <laughs> okay, that's we we're gonna need another report. And, and so far, it
1: hasn't blown up when I charged it. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to avoid really that? The well,
0: and, and you'll still be able to fly with it, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that was the thing about the about the Note Seven. You know, we'd go get on a plane and it's yeah. like. Yeah if you have a, was it a Galaxy Note 7 or something? That's
1: like? yeah, the Note. If you 7.
0: have that, you cannot get on the it was like real serious. Like yeah. it's not turn it off. It's like we're like we're basically gonna throw you out, which when the plane says that, man, you gotta
1: Yeah, that I mean, was crazy. <laughs> so let's hope so. I haven't flown with it yet. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be good. As long as it doesn't blow up, we'll we'll be all set. That's, that's fantastic. So um so the next thing is is a little bit of a, a local Atlanta sort of tech thing, but it's but it's interesting in particular. So Square has paid or it's a higher choir, right? 3 million for Yik Yak's engineers. So you, I don't know much about this. You got to let me in on this one.
1: Yeah, I know a little bit. And I, I was, so when when I started Dragon Army in the tech village, we were three or four people and, and uh, Yik Yak was three or four people. So okay. we were close to them at the beginning and then saw them grow. Yeah, it's, it's a sad story for Atlanta, first of all, because we have not had the big B2C startup success. And this was like the one that could have helped and we don't need that. There's great things about our startup ecosystem. But if we had a big exit, a billion dollar, you know, a unicorn in the B2C space, that would would have
0: been awesome. Something, right? And we talked
1: about um and even it's so funny even when this report came out about them being acquired by Square. A couple uh, articles even said Silicon Valley, you know, that it was a Silicon Valley startup. So even then, we don't get that. <laughs> Are you serious? Credit. Even when the news is bad, we don't get the credit. So my understanding of what's, what's happened is it just, it just couldn't keep up with the growth. It had huge investment, had over a $400 million valuation.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And, you know, now it's essentially being, you know, Square Cash has... Acquired essentially the uh, engineers. There's like, I think, 15 or so of them left. Okay. And so I think that $3 million, I don't know for sure, but I think that $3 million is. The packages they gave to or offered to the engineers to come and stay and just uh, okay. So, so, so that's
0: not like and a, I think the
1: software of Yik Yak is going to be sold separately, if at all. Um, right. This is really just hey, you want to you guys want to come work together as a team, right? To work on Square Cash. And, so
0: and Yik Yak, just for our listeners that may or may not be familiar, so was more or less an anonymous social hyper local anonymous social platform. So you could be on a college campus and you could log on anonymously and you could dialogue with other people that are in that physical location with you anonymously and kind of have these conversations, which was really fascinating and interesting. But then they had a lot of problems with bullying and with threats and with kind of some of these unfortunate people that were on the app and it just yeah. tore them down. And I mean, if you think that about it about though,
1: right? that is, I don't know that that's why they didn't I just think that people don't really want another social network. So I think at the yeah, end of the day, that maybe. was probably the biggest stumbling block. But If you think about it right now, so we're at Prototype Prime, we're in Norcross. If we wanted to know what people are saying in social media right now in this area, there's Be on
0: Twitter with hashtag Norcross or picture corners. people
1: are hashtagging Norcross, right? right? Like, Yik Yak, by going anonymous, solved that problem. So I I still think there's something there to be able to do that and whether Twitter or Facebook does it. I mean, you can get there a little bit, but not everyone's geotagging and stuff. So yeah. Anyways, it, it was an interesting idea. Unfortunately, it had its run. And um, I hope those the, the guys who started it uh, bounce to the next thing, start another thing. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. I never actually used Yik Yak, but it always seemed like a, a fascinating <laughs> tool. But I mean, for, to your point, like I got enough social stuff going right. on, you know, like, yeah, I, anyway, I mean, I got apps on my home screen on my phone that I never touch anyway. So onward and upward. So this was interesting. An article that I spotted actually this morning that Apple is now doing some uh, self-driving car testing. So they've got a Lexus that's outfitted with all kind of interesting, I think, like radar and LIDAR and all this stuff. LIDAR? I, I think that's what I You're not allowed Listen, to lie if I'm you're just making stuff this? up. That's all I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm just making up words as we go, right? And they were spotted on the streets in California, just testing this stuff. Now, what I was actually a little disappointed, so I looked at the article and I was a little disappointed because there is a guy in the driver's seat and he does have his hands on the wheel. And I'm like, but it's self-driving cars. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of ruining my day there. But uh, uh, but the implications of this are interesting, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in the self-driving cars coming. You know, it oh, yeah. can't come soon enough for me. Like, yeah. So the fact that Apple, you know, Apple is funny. I think the auto industry is going to be a little bit different. But Apple, you know, when they decide to do mobile payment, suddenly everybody starts accepting, you know, like they do move the needle pretty quickly. So yep. I'm encouraged to see them, you know, taking a stab at this market.
0: Yeah, well, and, and Apple's working on it and Uber's working on it. I think Ford's working on it. I think Volvo's got something I going on.
1: everybody, you know, Tesla, obviously, everybody's working oh, yeah, on Yeah, well, it.
0: Tesla's um, already pretty well nailed it. I think uh, I read some crazy article about Tesla. They're still in beta mode on their self-driving cars, but in beta mode, they're logging like 50 million miles a mm. day of cars that are self-driving or something just... Absolutely astronomical.
1: Wow, that seems
0: fine. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's less. It's I, a lot, I, It I'm was sure. It's a lot. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super crazy. So it's, it's I mean, like, so,
1: I, we're ready. So the prevailing wisdom seems to say that when 5G comes, that suddenly self-driving cars will be more viable because basically the, you need the cellular speed. So they're driving down the road to be able to react to conditions and to, you know, something happens and it fires up to so the satellite, comes back down with information, right? connects to everybody else, all the other cars. So, and people say around 2020 is when we should be getting 5G. So that, a lot of people say that's going to unlock a lot. So all the technology and everything now is to really prepare for that moment when it's much more viable. I've so,
0: never heard of that connection before. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, good to know. So, like, uh, so what's your prediction then? When, when will I be re- in my <laughs> self-driving car? That's what I want to know.
1: Oh, I think I think in the next. I mean, you could really do it sort of right now, right? Yeah, With right. A Tesla. So, yeah, the, if you're willing. The bigger question is like, when are most of the cars on the road mm, self-driving? When does it
0: critical mass? Yeah, and and okay. when are
1: you going to not have a car? Right. That's I right. I was at a, a mobile conference yesterday here in Atlanta, and. A guy from one of the big car companies said that we're moving into a model of usage versus ownership. Absolutely. Right. And so how often? You're like, you know, we parked here at Prototype Prime. Our cars are sitting out there. They could be picking people up. Come yeah. back and pick us up. You yeah, know?
0: exactly. I mean, I'm here for three hours. My car's wasting time out there. What are you doing? <laughs> it is, you know? right? Well, I mean, like another good example of that is uh so I've got a I've got an old beat up truck at my house and it usually just kind of sits in the driveway and then one of my buddies, his tree fell in his truck and I was like, Hey, you need my truck? Like yep. it's, I'm not using it. Do you need it? And then literally he brought it back yesterday. And then another one of my buddies needed the truck today. And I'm like, well, that's good timing. You can have the truck next, you know? And it's like, yeah. I'm just passing out. This so, doesn't mean anybody should ask me for my truck. Good. Don't, don't do that. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> well, but there's a little business there. I, I have a friend who start. he had so many tools that he started a little business where people can rent his tools and his like his neighbors and stuff, and then his other neighbors would bring tools as well. And then they he basically like subscribe to this service of yeah. tool rental in the neighborhood. I and love that pickup truck would be perfect. Like uh, you know, ah,
0: pickup truck subscriptions. You know? If you're listening and need a pickup truck, I've got a subscription service for you. Yeah, do it. Website forthcoming. Okay, that's really really fascinating. So the next thing on our list, uh, you see, you've heard of plastic, right? Are you familiar with the the startup? Plastic? I
1: remember them. Yeah.
0: So I saw this startup. Years ago, I think it was maybe 2013 they started something like that. And it was a beautiful idea. I mean, we all carry around these credit cards and, like, you know, so you carry around debit cards and credit cards and all this stuff, and it just clutters up your wallet and it's kind of awful. And they were trying to create one card that is a device that would store, I think, five credit cards worth of information inside of this credit card shaped sized mm-hmm. device. And then you could just kind of select which card you want, swipe it, and you're good to go. And they got about $9 million of investment. And they're now going bankrupt and not delivering anything. Yeah. I'm dumbfounded by this. It's
1: a bummer. Um, did you read why? Did you, did you look into why? <laughs> I, I mean,
0: I, as best I could tell, why was something to the effect of they expected to get $3 million of investment and then they expected to get $6 million, and they didn't get either. And I guess they're just running cash poor and just...
1: So I'm bummed for them. But that yep. always seemed like a Band-Aid situation to me. Like there'll be a point where we don't have credit cards, right? Yeah, it's going to go to the phones, it's right? It's coming pretty soon, yep. you know? So, you know... To me, like, yes, that would have been nice for a year or two, but I don't know that it was a, Not a, long-term, a long-term solution. Yeah. No,
0: I think long-term we'll all have just the phones and there won't be any need for a wallet yeah, at all.
1: Yeah, iris scanning. I mean, you know, there's so many easy ways to know, oh, that's you, oh, you're connected to this credit yeah. card company or to this bank, boom, take it. You're good money to get, up, or you know? they,
0: you know, tattoo on your forehead, whatever. Whatever it it's, takes. It could be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, QR code on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: QR. I just I just want some QR codes on some billboards. That's really all I want. Like nice. I, it's just great. That's my best. <laughs> my, they're my favorite. All right. So uh, so you had mentioned uh, you wanted to kind of talk about let's a little a little outside of our norm, but it's, but some interesting implications here. ESPN and Coke announcing some layoffs here. So so what are yeah. your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah yeah obviously two different companies, but um it just seemed like there were some big announcements this week in the in the world of layoffs. So ESPN announced they're laying off a bunch of people. And I think this, to me, like this was coming. You could see that journalism is just tough. It's tough yeah. to make money in that world. And it, and it seems to me that what ESPN is doing is focusing a little more on the bigger name people, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, to focus on them and cut more of the smaller journalism, which is a bummer. But again, like who's paying for it? Who wants to pay for it? Right. Um, you know? It was really the Coke that I thought was, you know, it's local here. So, yeah, so yeah. Coke announced that they're going to make 1,200 layoffs in the next, I don't know, two or three months, something like that. And uh, Turner did this a, a few years ago as well. And it's just, right. it's always fascinating to me that these large companies announce out. Like ahead gonna, of time. We're going to lay off thousand of you guys. And I had, somebody had told me that there may be some sort of public reason why they have to do it being a public company. Right. So maybe that's it. That. But I started thinking like, you know, they're going to have to pay a ton of severance when they lay these people off. Oh, on. yeah. So- By putting it out in the market like that.
0: Maybe they're helping people to quit.
1: Yeah. And go find something else. I kind of think that's it. That may be the trick. Yeah, more than the 1200. So yeah, to me, that's... But it's just always... So I know lots of people at Coke that are sort of looking around their shoulder like, "Eh, what does this mean for me?
0: So I know you know this, but I think some of our listeners might know this. So Coke headquarters, obviously, here in Atlanta. And I went to meet a buddy of ours, actually, for lunch there. And I didn't realize that Verizon has their own store inside of coke headquarters that's exclusively for coke employees like that's just fascinating yeah, isn't that to me cool? <laughs> that's cool that's like that's the best thing ever
1: they have um, a pharmacy you know
0: yeah i, I like like In one there. or two pharmacies <laughs> and like doctors offices and like yeah. All this crazy stuff like just for the employees it's, there's so many people in that in that our series of buildings it's just unbelievable so yeah anyway that's so anyways
1: bummer about coke but yeah. I think businesses do this I mean I don't think it means anything long term although nah. you know it's a tough industry selling most of you know I think water's growing for them most of those are, other things are not so. yeah that's
0: right everybody's getting health conscious yeah so this is speaking of water by the way I'll have to find the link to this did you see there's a video recently about a company that has developed this technology where uh, basically it's a ball of water and there's a film around the ball. Yeah. And you peel the film off and it's biodegradable. And then you put the water in your mouth like you're eating it. Yeah. And then it, you pop the bubble and then you drink the water. Like, you,
1: did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did see videos of people doing it, but, but I forgot to look up why exactly. Because
0: it does away with the, the plastic bottle oh, that's entirely. That's what it was. That's what it so was. So they're talking about, they're actually testing it for like marathons and stuff where they're just going through just all these, just tons and tons and tons of bottles. And instead a marathon runner can come by. Pluck up this little ball, peel it really quick, just toss the peel on the street because it's going to, it goes away or somehow biodegrades like really yeah, quickly. Right. And then they just pop the ball in their mouth like they're eating a meatball, it's but it's like this clear water meatball. It's, I, <laughs> Like it's crazy, but like, this is where technology Dude. is going with water. Like this is amazing. That is pretty awesome. Isn't that crazy? I, mean, I need to find that video and link it in the show notes. Yeah. That's a, that was so fantastic. I do, I do
1: remember seeing that and it's wild to watch people eat it. And you can tell the moment it explodes in their mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. They go, they go. These eyes get really big. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So that was, that was a fun digression. So now for the the moment I've been excited to talk about, on this particular episode, which is, uh, there's an article, it's called uh, Silicon Valley's $400 juicer may be feeling the squeeze. So let me see if I can tee this up as best I'm able. So there is a juicer that was produced by a startup in Silicon Valley and got a ton of money and the juicer sells for $400. And basically what this juicer is, is it's this Wi-Fi connected, though I'm I don't really understand why it needs to be Wi-Fi connected other than the fact that you can use your phone to start the juicer. That's the big thing. So it's Wi-Fi connected and you, you open the juicer up and it's a press and you put a bag of juice in it. You heard me correctly. I said bag of juice, bag of juice with uh-huh. a spout in the juicer and you close it and then you push the button and it squeezes the bag of juice into the cup for you.
1: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, interesting. (laughs) And wait, you're saying I can do this with my phone? I'm saying you you, you
0: can get a bag of juice (laughs) from a subscription model with a $400 juicer, and you can stick that bag of juice. Just sounds Mm. so bad into the juicer and you can use they your need phone to, to press the juice.
1: juice, right? That's where it's going. So that's, we need. Balls, balls of juice. Yeah. I totally agree. Then you just and, pop it in.
0: And there, there are just a couple of things like quotes in here. And so there's, there's two articles I'll link to. One is on dead spin and the other is actually the actual Bloomberg article about it. And so the quotes are out of the dead spin article. And he says the juice is called juicero and the juicero founder said he spent three years building dozens of prototypes before designing juicero's patent pending press. Mm. So here's the big rub, right? So and actually, this was so great because I was texting with a buddy of mine uh, right before this episode, and he he texted me. He goes, "Hey, I just listened to uh, all three of your, not all, no. He said I binge listened to all of your your podcast episodes, love them (laughs) all." And he's like, and and I said, "Oh, great! I'm about to record one, and this is a story we're going to talk about. It's a juicer that's a press that Mm -hmm. presses juice Mm -hmm. out of a bag." And he goes, and his response was perfect. He said, "Can't I just do that with my hands?" Yeah. And that's what this article actually is about, where people figured out that they don't need the $400 juicer. They can take the bag oh of juicer or juice and just squeeze it with their hands. Of course they
1: can, right?
0: Because <laughs> why not? Oh my gosh. And it gets you the same juice. And so the startup investors are upset because they didn't realize that people aren't going to need the $400 juice press. They can just squeeze the bag of juice. Jeez. Their-
1: <laughs> so who so so who are these investors that didn't put that together when they wrote big checks <laughs> I,
0: I don't know but I'm just so dumbfounded by this article and and honestly by yeah I mean by like how is it a good idea to sell a subscription model for bags of juice with a press that squeezes the bags of juice like it just seems like you'd tell that to like a, like I could tell that to my 10-year-old and she'd go that sounds kind of weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little dumb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, so go. I've got again. ball. I think balls of juice is the, the business. Balls of juice start. is yeah. definitely
0: the way to go. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: got it. And we'll build a machine that rolls the ball into your hand.
0: You, <laughs> that's, that's what we need. And then you that's eat what it. Need. So, so to finish off this part of the segment, I, I feel like I need to read this one sentence out of the Deadspin article that I think summarizes it really, really well. Uh, and it's a bit of a long statement, but I think it's good. So and I quote from the Deadspin article, the device Evan spent three years laboring to invent is a $450 Wi-Fi enabled tabletop machine that squeezes juice, dot, 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 out of a bag of juice or brand juice. It squeezes bags of juice. It is a juice press that squeezes the juice out of bags <laughs> of juice, <laughs> bags, dot, 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 with built-in spouts that are filled with juice <laughs> juice that comes in
1: bags <laughs> so terrible
0: <laughs> oh my gosh oh I, I, I feel like i need to pitch the uh, those investors a uh, startup idea yeah. i don't even know what it i don't even know
1: what I it really should be think juice ball idea <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that let's I go really with that i think idea. that's the direction <laughs> juice i got some juice balls for you it's going to be amazing
1: <laughs> don't forget uh, the machine though the machine that rolls it the
0: machine that rolls it up Oh
1: my gosh. All right.
0: Uh that was great. Well, um so that's that's the end of our our news at least and so now we need to talk about our app recommendations, which my buddy also told me is his favorite part of the show. So, uh Jeff, uh, right do on. you have a what's your app recommendation for us? Yeah,
1: so it's uh it's sort of an app. I am uh I, I think I talked about Mezzy the last time we did our, our yeah. podcast where or when I was on it and you know, it's an it's sort of an AI, although there's human stuff going on in the background there. But it's an AI way that you can shop and find hotels and, and flights and stuff. So I also use something called Amy Ingram or x.ai is the website. right? And it is essentially, and, and I know you've you've used the same. Yeah. For those that don't know, it's basically a AI calendaring admin assistant person where you can say, hey, Adam, I want to get coffee with you soon. I copy Amy on it. She has an email address. And I say, hey, Amy, can you find times for Adam and I have coffee? Right. And then she will go look at the rules that I've given her, look at my calendar and start suggesting things to you that work once it happens. And I'm out of the loop at that point. And then suddenly I just see an invitation from her yep. to both of us with the time. And then if you have Amy, it can also they can talk Sync to each it up. other. Right. And you can have Andrew if you prefer a dude.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And and it's also interesting because you can also have preset locations that you want to do things or preset phone calls or dial in numbers or whatever else. Yeah. And it's fascinating. So. I've had a love-hate relationship with Amy where I've used it. And then I've talked her, to people that I used, used, I've used her. Well, so I, <laughs> I, I do use Amy, but I guess it could be interesting. So I've used her and I've had people say, I mean, I really hated that. And then I've had other people say, oh, it was a great experience. And yeah. so I, I kind of go back and forth where sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. Yeah. And I just kind of, so, so do, you, the alternative, do you use this
1: all the time? I use it most of the time. The okay. alternative would be something like Cal- Calendly, right. which is an incredibly fast growing Atlanta startup. And, and it's fantastic service. What I find the difference is with Calendly, I would have predetermined links of 30-minute call times or, or one-hour meetings or whatever. And then right. when I say I want to, I'd say in that other example, I'd say, Adam, let's get coffee. Here's a link to find times that work. I feel like that puts a lot of burden on you. So right. you have to click the link. You have to, it comes up. You have to look at what's, click around, find what's available, then go back to your, I just feel like Amy's, even though she's got, I think she's got like a 90% hit rate for me of, of yeah. success. Okay. I think it just takes the burden off. Otherwise, Calendly, that's what I used to use. Yeah. I just feel like it asks the person to do a little more work than Amy does, but I have the same thing. There's a couple of people I know that that were bummed out about her. But, but like it. it saves so much time it does. for me. Yeah. And it's like 40 bucks a month or something. It's
0: So the interesting point you've made when we talked about this before is that if the way and what you made about Calendly in particular was if people are looking for your time, then cal- like shooting them a Calendly link is totally appropriate mm-hmm, cuz right? they want your time. But when you want somebody else's time, so you know you're trying to meet with you know big people at big brands and you're asking them for their time, it's a lot harder to say, "Hey, I really want fifteen minutes of your time. Here's a link, go pick a time." yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? and, and to your point, the, the other interesting thing is Amy will work with a person's assistant. yeah, right and then she and the assistant will get you know go back and forth and figure out a time that works and put it on both me and the other person's calendars so, right. yeah, it's not perfect. It's getting better, but it saves me so much time. So anyways, Amy Ingram is the app I would recommend.
0: Okay, cool. I'm going to try to use it more again. I'm going to give it another her. go. I, her. I'm going to use her. i may i switch to Andrew. Listen, <laughs> maybe, maybe you, know, you should. I, maybe you should. That's cool. I need some help from Andrew. Okay. So my app recommendation is actually more of a device and uh, it's Circle by Disney. So I, I don't think I've talked about this before, but I have talked to, I have blogged about it on my own personal blog. And Circle by Disney is more or less a device that you attach to your at-home Wi-Fi network and it becomes a content filter and control device for your kids, essentially. So I can set up a profile for my oldest child and I've got all and it knows all the devices that are hers. And inside of Circle, I can say, okay, her bedtime is nine o'clock, so all devices shut off Wi-Fi access at nine o'clock, and she has a limit on her devices of being on the internet for two hours a day. And so then it will limit her device time to two hours a day, and when it hits those two hours, it's done. And I can even get a little bit more granular in that I can give her access to certain types of apps and not access to other types of apps. There's app-specific access. And, you know, I can also, I mean, the best thing about it is it filters. I mean, it it makes sure she doesn't hit sites that are super inappropriate for her, yeah. which is fantastic. So I've really enjoyed it. I've used it for probably a year and a half. And, and I feel like I just feel safer with my kids. It's a hundred bucks. So it's an easy investment. Yeah. And I feel like my kids are safer with it.
1: On that note, real quick, I want to mention um, Google Wi Fi. So I've set up a new router system. I took out the old Apple Extreme routers and okay. um, put in Google Wi Fi. Yeah. And it's a mesh system. So it's, it gets you more coverage. But it was, first of all, super easy to set up. And in the uh, main part of our house where the other router was, I just switched in the main Google Wi Fi one. And we were getting four or five times the speed. What? It was amazing, like immediately. So um, over the Apple one? Yeah. Wow. Now, the Apple one I had for years, but. Google Wi-Fi, we'll put a link in the show notes. It's phenomenal. So if you're looking to upgrade from that perspective, you might have enough from Comcast or whatever of speed that you need, but maybe not coming through as fast. So. And does Um, Google
0: Wi-Fi give you kind of some degree of control like Circle does? It totally does. Yeah,
1: I could log in in right now from Prototype Prime and cut it off, see how much time people have. You can give people one hour of time or something. So you can do some of the stuff. And it's not as good as Circle, Disney Circle, but it gives you some of that stuff. Does it have any
0: content filtering in particular where you can say like, look, they're a kid, only allow them to have kids? I can't
1: remember, but I, I do think you can speed up. For one device and slow down for another. I think you can do Throttle some of that it. stuff. I, I love that. that. It's pretty It's pretty great. You're so. like, man,
0: buddy, I don't know why your videos are buffering <laughs> yeah. so bad. Maybe you should go ride your bike. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's amazing. All right. That's good. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like this episode or any of the episodes, or if you just like us in particular, we'd love for you to go to iTunes and give us a rating and uh, or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast listening episodes. I episodes, think that's the word. sure. You can find me at AJ Walker on Twitter, also uh, Adam Walker on Instagram and a couple of other places. You can find me at AdamJWalker.com. I blog there about every third day. And uh, Jeff, where can visitors, listeners find you?
1: I also blog every uh, three days or so at uh, JeffHillemeyer.com, H-I-L-I-M-I-R-E. And then um, similarly, uh, Twitter at Jeff Hillemeyer. All
0: right. That's it. And uh, look for our show in another two weeks or so. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks for being here, man.
1: (laughs) Thanks.